Weekend Rental, episode 104. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. What's going on, guys? All right. If you enjoy our content, head on over to Geekade and check out a whole plethora of geeky-related content over there. Video games, music, comics, movies, and more. Geekade.com. What's your geek? Well... Well, I think we might as well start off with the topic that none of us want to discuss because it's, it's disgusting. It's, yeah. So this news, uh, as of the time we're recording this, just broke uh, within a day or two. Um, and that is the auction sell of the century. Uh, the first video game to go for over a million dollars. And it was a copy of Mario 64. Graded, I guess, but still, 1.5 mil. Insanity. 1.5 mil too much. Yes, and that's hot on the heels of Zelda, standard Zelda for the NES, factory sealed again, selling for $870,000. So I don't know what's going on in the retro market. Well, guys, I want to first start off by saying that I'm a proud new owner of a new Zelda game. Box complete, VGA graded and everything. I just bought it for $880,000. It's too bad because only, you only got the spotlight for about 12 hours. I know. Dang it. No, this is ridiculous. We were talking a little bit before we were recording, and this is... My wife talked to me about this. So it's that mainstream. My wife doesn't care about anything video game related. And for her to catch the news, uh, you know, that's that's exactly who the article's for. So what happened, you know, instantly, like we all kind of thought would happen. And she's like, wait, you have that game. It's worth that much. And, you know, it's just the public is now going to be extremely misinformed and then we're also going to see the price of games rise like those ridiculous ones that even loose they're like well if it's eight hundred thousand in a box it's got to be worth a hundred thousand loose right (laughs) that's the proper math Mm -hmm. you don't have a 64 though anymore right you sold that collection no i don't have a 64 and get that garbage out of here good man good man don't need that yeah, I mean, it, it's bad. It was bad, you know, a few years back when you were seeing like the $10,000 stuff for like, yeah, you, what was it? World class track meet or not world? What's the one? Um, stadium stadium events. events. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, like, that stuff is bad. But anytime you see these things with very notable, you know, casual audience characters, you know, the Marios and the Zeldas, like, yeah, it is just a dumpster fire of lunatics who now think they're sitting on gold. Um, and they can't fathom why. And really, let's be honest here. There is zero reason that either of those items should have sold remotely where they did. Um, Zelda, one of the best-selling games on that console. Mario 64 probably was the best. Was that the number one selling game? 
on the 64. Yeah. So these, are, these are not rare games. There are certainly, without question, box copies in same or similar conditions out there. Um, that Zelda one had some, it was like a really early print run. So it yeah, had, it was like a limited window, right? Like a couple months or something. Yeah. So that one at least had something, but this Mario 64, it's. Well, yeah, let's say another one comes on the market tomorrow, right? There's no way it's getting a million and a half dollars. No. Why would it? That doesn't make any sense. The one lunatic bought his copy. If I had a a sealed collection, because there's guys out there, they got plenty of them. Yeah. I would be sending it to VGA grading and just cashing everything out. That would be the smartest thing to do. I mean, there's got to be factory cases of that game somewhere. Oh, 100%. You know Somebody's what I mean? probably sitting in yeah. a box somewhere. Yeah, easily. I just realized as we were talking about this, because I was looking around my game room to see what I might have that's sealed. I have a factory sealed minty copy of MechWarrior 2. Nice. Sega Saturn. Do I VGA grade it? Is this Do worth something? It. It's going to be worth something. It would. The case would probably crack on the way to... Shit, you're right. Things like uh, this is at least a 9.9. I have a sealed (laughs) Hexen on the Saturn. A sealed Hexen. Do you? Yeah, factory sealed. Man, we're going to be so damn rich. Actually, someone offered me 60 bucks for it today, and I said, okay, you can have it. (laughs) They're going to get a VGA graded. Probably. That's more than okay. I got 60 bucks. (laughs) He got (laughs) 1.5. So, I mean, the real question is, like, there's something going on. Like, there's this isn't just a guy who's into retro games, right? Can't be. You wouldn't think so. I mean, there's something really strange going on with that amount of money. I mean, I wonder if it's, like, one of those things where they did hear about... Because there was a Mario, sealed Mario, that went even before the Zelda pretty high, right? Right. Right. Yeah, it was a hundred and some thousand, I think. Yeah, so I wonder if that got the news and then, you know, the outsiders like, oh, let's get into this. Let's throw money at this. And that's when the Zelda went. And that even got more press. So then it's just these people that have a ton of money and they just want to have their name in the spotlight. Can you imagine the first shit? time your grandchildren come over and they pull that sucker off the shelf and rip it open? <laughs> well, at least it's sealed in acrylic. That. So I don't think that's even possible. You need like a special tool to get through that be stinking awesome <clears throat> i'd laugh at that guy because that's the whole thing right like when they grade them like that it's like in the acrylic and there's like a gas or something in there to like stop preserve it or whatever no idea yeah i'm pretty sure they go like to the extreme yeah i mean i think it was a 9.8 which is incredibly rare for them to be rated that high even from the factory so that's probably part of this, but still, like, it's not a, I don't think it's about the grade, right? Nope. No, I it's think just, it's just stupid. Just somebody with too much money to just show the fact that he can blow it on Mario 64. Yeah. It makes me sick. Well, I mean, the other shoe kind of dropped earlier today that uh, PSA, who is the probably the leader in grading stuff with comics and sports cards and stuff like that. They 
are, I guess, in agreement of purchasing Wada Games, who's the video game grader. So then you have to wonder, is there some, like, pumping up this stuff to leverage, you know, the amount of this sale or something like that? Like, it, it can't be a coincidence that all this stuff pops off like this and then right. oh yeah oh the yeah, this sale is happening because that doesn't a sale doesn't happen in that quick right right so there's something something definitely going on i think in internally at the grading system because i think they have a pretty fishy deal with the auction house as well but i don't know yeah it doesn't sit right that's for sure it seems a little too coincidental and overall, I mean, it's so ambiguous anyways, you know, when it comes to the grain, especially like video game boxes. Like you said, you could be getting something from the factory and it's brand spanking new out of a box and couldn't be rated that high or mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's such, the process seems very confusing and what are the standards? And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody knows there's multiple grading companies out there now that well, I decide only, that they're going to just look at things. there's only two for video games though, right? There's only WADA and one other group. I thought there was three. Even there's probably some, some other smaller ones, yeah. A lot Who knows? Of, but yeah. I mean, it, it all just seems phony because there's no market for that. I don't, I don't feel like. Yeah. You know? Well, and the, the, you know, PSA does, they tell you like, this is how many people or how many of this card was graded at this amount so you know like how rare a 1980 ricky henderson card is you know how sure you know but like here's how many are graded of x game has got to be like next to nothing for all of them so like it's false rarity right you know what i mean but they but they don't even provide that information either you know <laughs> oh yeah that's... and then and then if a new company takes over do they change the process you know and then uh, then you know all the ones that have been graded now like the, if once you change the process it it uproots everything right of all yeah. the, the ones that have been graded i mean and the thing too is like with comics and cards right like the grading and like the condition of that is the media itself right like it makes sense that you'd want the best conditioned version of the because that's the thing you're buying with a video game it's the fucking game like sure you can make an argument that like i want a pretty box but that doesn't change your overall enjoyment of how the game plays at all so it's just stupid sure but i mean yeah but if either of us all of a sudden found a factory sealed mario 64 we're not gonna be like oh i always want to play this game and rip it open you know no, even if i we, certainly wouldn't but i wouldn't buy it anyway even if it, yeah it was right like, You'd have to pay me at one point five million to take that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that there's there's a point where I think probably pretty much everybody realizes it's beyond a game. At that point, right? It's a collectible. Mm. It's art as as much as we don't want it to be. That's dumb. Yeah, I would say that my threshold is a little lower than Ryan's. So if you're scared to write a check to Ryan. Go ahead and make that check out to me. <laughs> um, you know, I'll even take, you could pay me a hundred bucks to take it and I will. <laughs> so. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. 
You need a 64 with it though then, right? Oh yeah, dang it. Don't have mm. one of those. Yeah, and those aren't cheap anymore, I'm sure, but No. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a disgusting story and kind of sick of hearing about these. This probably isn't the end of it, but No. Yeah, who knows what this is what this is going to sound like when this podcast actually comes out. The floodgates see- are going to go. Open yeah. Up. Well, that's the thing. Gulping up. <laughs> Gulping up. Gulping up. Like the card grading, they think they shut it down because they were like so overwhelmed with people sending shit in. Mm. That. And again, the rarity goes down then. You know, right. the rarity is gone. And then it's, you're out of business as a grading company. So yeah. Yeah. you got to make that limited. Yeah. It's. There's even a uh, VHS grader out there now. Hmm. Oh <laughs> this is like literally I rotting. I mean, that media is yeah. literally crumbling at this point. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. The grade is a sliding scale. Here's where it's at now. And then they give you like an estimate for like every subsequent <laughs> year, what the number will be. And those are even worse because, you know, like most stores, how many stickers they put on those VHS. Yeah tapes you know so it's funny seeing them in the grade and it's just like best buy stickers all over the place on it and yeah that's nuts i didn't even realize that was a thing it's gonna be grading everything is there you know like how they always had uh like my cheetos shape shape like jesus you know oh, like yeah, yeah. those things is there a grading service for that like let's send yeah, your chip in and just we'll, ebay Create your chip. You just upload the photo, and the more the better the memes that come out of it on Google yeah. is like how your grading scale, <laughs> which is hilarious because it is Google Cheeto. It's a work thing. It makes sense if uh, it won't make sense to anybody else. But anyway, I googled Cheeto this week to find a meme, and then it immediately pulled up uh, one that somebody was holding a picture of a Cheeto that was a guy masturbating, and <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's a dude masturbating. That's a great Cheeto." It was. Pretty perfect. I hope this was on a work computer. Oh, for sure. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. I didn't click on the masturbating Cheeto. It just came up in a random Google search. So <laughs> I mean, you almost have to click on it. Almost. To get the, get the full story. I'm sure people click on worse stuff. Yeah. I have Speaking of worse stuff, I wanted to share this story. I had my son in the vehicle. And I'm not a big, I know this is going to sound bad, but I'm not a big podcast listener. And I just feel like I don't have the time and I don't always know what to listen to outside of weekend rental. And so you see what I did there, guys. Um, But uh, we were listening to a video game podcast that will remain nameless and no that's no fun we gotta know who was it my my son was it's an ign podcast yeah there's your mistake right there yeah so i intended voice chat i didn't know that initially and uh so it's a trio that that's talking and um my i wasn't really paying attention my son is like gasping in the back of the car and he's like oh my gosh Oh, can you believe this? And I had no idea what was going on. And uh, <laughs> so I I was like, what, what's happening? He's like, Dad, turn it up. They're, they're a bunch of liars on there. They're a bunch of liars. And he was getting so pissed. And so I turned it up. 
And sure enough, the guy was talking about how much he loves Zelda games and you run around playing as Zelda. And uh, like this guy just kept on going on and on. And my son's like, that's not even a thing. There is no Zelda game. You play as Zelda. Yeah, there's no one in the and 3D or Philips CDI. It blew me away. No, they were talking about uh, Ocarina of Time. Just being a smart ass. No, I, I believe <clears throat> it. But yeah, it was a big video game podcast. And this guy went on and on about um you tr- you're traveling as, as a young Zelda and, and we're like, no, that's not it. But it was well, just maybe he named his character Zelda. So he felt, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I was impressed with my son that I mean, we hear that all the time. People, you know, it just slips sometimes when you're like, oh, yeah, Zelda. Uh, no, but it it is kind of one of those weird, confusing video game things that you don't actually play as Zelda. And yeah. It was awesome for my son to call them out, but awesome. disappointing in the world podcasts. I recommend following Next Lander podcast and just listening to that because that is now the the new greatest gaming podcast. So, Pretty good. Yeah. And I don't Bomb, know if I've checked that one out. Bombcast would be the other one. Next Lander is the Beastcast people. They're back. And I listen to a lot of things in like Spotify and... Mm. I just found out, you know, there's, it's very limited as far as, you know, what's out there what's for podcasts there? and yeah. Yeah. I, I'm it's, subscribed to a bunch and like I, I throw them on when I'm at work, but then I'm also working. So I pick up like if 25% is gen- generous, I guess, of what's actually being said, but no, keeps the chat down. I mean, it's kind of hard to find one to w- listen to with your kid in the car sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that includes us, but. <laughs> well, and I always make the mistake with us of like playing it and I forget when I've said something about my kid being a dink and then my kid's usually always in the back seat and calls me out on it. So <laughs> do they, do they notice or oh, yeah. say something? Ryder gives me so much crap. I like, I, I, he'll be sitting there, you know, with like a switch or something and I'll say something. He's like, oh, dad. oh my gosh, geez, I'm sorry. That's so <laughs> funny that they can multitask and hear much better than us multitasking and we're like you said yeah. you catch like 20 percent of what's what's happening but they hear every single word it's ridiculous it's ridiculous just gonna you know put out a podcast about okay it's time to go to bed go brush your teeth there maybe you they'll go. listen to that yes that way yep yeah video game dads is a good one if you're looking for one biff Play around I used your, to listen to some kids. N- Nintendo Nintendads. Yeah, I didn't mind that one, but they're, I got tired of the Switch talk. It got a little old. Yeah, their their opinions on a lot of franchises were wildly different than mine too, and I got kind of like, well, I'm like, I can't really relate to that. It's a good. That's a very good podcast, though. That one's yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, weekend rental. Obviously, we're up there. Um, <laughs> tough to beat. You know, the, I mean, the other the other Geekade podcast, obviously. Everyone should listen to those too. Yeah. And then I didn't check out the Spotify top 10. I I think we were like sitting, what, probably number four or three. Which right? is fantastic because we haven't even gotten this thing on Spotify yet. So if we're already char- charting. I, I mean, it's all good. That's pretty amazing. It's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Yeah. At least we know the difference between Link and Zelda. So mm. speaking, of, speaking of that, I guess I didn't have this down on our topic list, but that that's happening this week. Um, 
Skyward Sword HD? Is it he's picking this thing up? I don't know. You know, I I was kind of excited about it, but and then the whole buying amiibo for the shortcuts thing really made me think that uh this isn't really an upgrade then. Well even if you can play it without <sighs> motion control. And I agree with you, like that that is the biggest like cash grab move, but I think we can all rest comfortably assured that you'll be able to get an NFC card from Etsy for about mm. five bucks, you know, two days after that thing's out. So um I think that helps take the sting out of it. So I've I've listened to three reviews so far from not like major, you know, places, but pretty, you know, good like Nintendo Life or whatever on on YouTube. And everyone kind of like has really praised this. Like they said like the small quality of life improvements, you know, things that you wouldn't get excited about on paper, like actually make this the game it probably should have been. Um, so I, I'm a little bit behind. I, I know the game's coming out, but what are some of the upgrades that they're they're doing? So the fast travel between the land world and the hub world, if you have the amiibo <laughs> only, mm-hmm. um, but they added freeform camera controls. If you are not using the waggle controls, though, you have to hold like the L trigger to toggle between like your right thumbstick being the camera or swinging your sword, which mm. not as convenient, but everyone that I've listened to has kind of said like you do get used to it. Um, so it did not have a free moving camera before it all, it runs in a solid 60 frames per second. They cut out a ton of redundant text. Um, and like the, the fee or fay or whatever that companion is, is not overbearing. Um, and then they've sped up text speed and just overall tons of quality of life improvements. And they said the, the sword controls, even with the thumbstick, well, they're not absolutely perfect. They're about as good as you'd expect. Um, so it, it sounds like it's just really kind of taking it to the point where it's the game. It probably should have been and less of a frustrating slog. Mm-hmm. I mean, because let's, let's be honest, by the time that came out, nobody was really playing the Wii and that, it required the motion plus, and even then it didn't give you very accurate controls. So it was a very broken game from the get-go due to their reliance on that. And then, you know, nobody's said it any, you know, nobody's really said much about the the graphics, but I just remember how washed out and like blurry all the edges were on those Zelda games on the Wii. Um, so to me, like the crispness in the visuals makes a huge difference too. So, yeah. Sounds yeah, like this I, is a solid entry it. now. I missed, uh, I never played this game and uh, it's been on my list to check out at least. Um, but I'm not one to pop anything into the Wii. I don't care about the Wii and uh, I have no interest in in Wiimotes and all of that stuff. So I think this might be might be a good opportunity for me to check it out. See, see if I like it. Yeah. I think I I'm going to pick it. it up and play it through with my son, like do couch co-op. When's the release date again? Friday. Friday. I I picked that up day one on the Wii and uh, man, I, you know, had a hard time even with the tutorial of the sword swinging and it had to have been something in my setup or the Wii controllers or something just weren't working right. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. It was like, like you said, it's like one of the last you know, main Wii games that they made. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you start with Wii Sports and it's like, holy shit, this thing works just like you think it would, you know, with tennis and all that. And then you end it 
on Skyward Sword where it's just like this thing doesn't work. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah, and like the concept of Skyward Sword was so appealing too. It's like holy, you're up in the sky, you can travel on this bird. Like it's the stuff that you think is going to be so amazing in a Zelda game. It's just completely botched by their forcing of you know motion controls because they could have built it without that i mean it would have been fully doable and mm-hmm. i don't think anyone was thinking you know what would make zelda a lot better if i'd go like this with my hand to make the sword <laughs> swing nobody thinks that you know so yeah it, it's it's nice to hear that this is like turned this you know this this is more than maybe just like an update you know maybe it is worth the 60 bucks and that this might be a game that instead of being very polarizing like this might make it one of those games that people will want to recommend now in the in the you know zelda universe so i'm i'm pretty excited i'm glad i didn't play before like i did not buy it right away on the wii i got it for like 20 bucks on a kmart clearance if anyone remembers kmart's and i've just never played it because for the longest time even after buying that i didn't get a motion control plus controller until Mm -hmm. maybe like I don't know, four years after nobody cared about the Wii. So I ran around it. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get that. I'm going to try and send my wife out to get the Amiibo. Actually, I'm going to try and get two of them. I try and find one for Chris um, from Stone Age Gamer podcast. He wasn't able to get a pre-order in. So I told him I would look usually in the Midwest. It's easier. Right. But, and then I think I'm going to, if I can get them, I'm going to get those Joy-Con too. I really like those Joy-Con. And I, I've only ro- ever rocked my original pair of Joy-Con the entire time I've owned a Switch, so mm-hmm. might as well upgrade it. And and since we're here, it's the perfect segue to talk about the most exciting news in the Switchverse. Swold. <laughs> uh, it's called the Swold. Get it straight. Swold. Everybody's minds blowing on this one. We're, we're all pre-ordering one for um, everybody in the family. Take my money <laughs> now. This is, I mean, the, the Switch OLED or Swold or whatever you want to call it. That's just disappointing for me. Especially, you know, being a Nintendo fan, Ryan and I spent some time talking about expectations and what we'd like to see Yeah, in in this switch update whatever it is and nintendo's like yeah we just want to change the screen that's <laughs> yeah. it and nothing more oh you want a little oh. more memory yeah I'll i was gonna say like bit. i think i had mentioned how i wanted more storage and hot damn did they, de- did they deliver double the storage they doubled it. five <laughs> more it. cents to put the 64 gigs in there versus the 32 like holy crap couldn't even get that right nintendo i mean that's the thing is they could put 250 gigs in there right it would cost them what? Easy. Maybe $10 in manufacturing costs? Maybe? Yeah. The joke. The kickstand you know. is probably the best addition, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's only because they completely failed the first time, right? Yeah, and it's not like OLED's bad technology. Like, it's super exciting, but I also remember when everyone would... The last time I feel like anyone said OLED and got amped about it was when the Vita launched. And that was like, what, 13 years ago? And they still had, yeah, that had the OLED in it, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what guy wouldn't spend a few hundred dollars to get an extra inch, right? Well, when you put it like that, (laughs) where do I pre-order this thing? Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard anybody put it that way. Yeah, I mean. That's very smart. 
I see why they didn't announce this at E3 because you know the hype train had gone bonkers about a a hardware update, right? Like everyone, if they would have they would have said this alongside everything else they did at E3, people would have been up in arms. <laughs> so it was yeah. smart of them to wait. And and I'm disappointed in this news, but it's not. If you look at it from the context of like, oh, this is a revision of their hardware, and this is the new standard model. Like this makes perfect sense. I'm excited for everyone who's going to buy a Switch with this new iteration. But this is not even close to being anything that myself, at least me personally, and probably a lot of us out there need to pick up as switch owners. You know, it's yeah. not worth the upgrade to me. Not, not at all. No. Not in the slightest. And, and I never take mine out of the dock. Um, and I also love the inclusion of a, a land port <laughs> from the company who can't figure out how online gaming works. So I'm assuming they did that so people can play Fortnite better. Epic Games is like, no, we'll please do this. We need this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's like the XL version, right? Yeah. Basically. The premium XL. Yeah, it's the new 3DS. You'd think they could add a few more features in it, but Well, I guess the new you, 3DS technically had a better chipset, didn't it? But yeah. I guess if you don't put games out that use it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for people who have held off and want a new Switch. Or maybe maybe you're like a kid who got into like the Switch with the Switch Lite. And now you're ready for like the big boy console, you know. Um, the this, big boy console. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's it, great. Good. Um, I'm going to hang in there for like something more significant, though. This is not. No, exactly. not it. Uh, not fixing the Joy-Cons, though. That's yeah, problem. inexcusable. That's. Like that's embarrassing. And even if they didn't include a left Joy-Con with a D-pad on it, couldn't they have also maybe launched that alongside it as an option to buy separately? Yeah. That's all I want. Why, why can't I get an official left Joy-Con with a D-pad? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. My nut. My original pair just started drifting now. That sucks. So can't use those anymore that really sucks it's just i mean that's nuts like they're basically were threatened with a lawsuit over that thing right or, yeah but they're still doing open-ended the, fixes though right i yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure but will, then why wouldn't you fix that in the new one just i can know. give you a hot tip that is probably not advised or sanctioned in any way by anyone who is intelligent but uh my son's left no right analog stick started drifting on his switch light um and i just again this is not a good idea i'm just going to tell you though that it did work disclaimer i just squeezed a little bit of hand sanitizer in there because it was covid and i rubbed it around and it actually fixed it so it could just be crud in there sticky maybe get stuff, some like yeah. isopropyl alcohol not what i did is probably a better suggestion <laughs> <laughs> but it might some KY work. just yeah KY. <laughs> yeah really get things rolling yep that's true and that's all water it's gonna be a whole different drift <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah that sucks didn't he just get that switch light <clears throat> he Not got too long it ago, christmas two christmases ago yeah whatever christmas it launched oh, two christmases okay because yeah, it was like what september 2019 so the drift i mean a couple of years isn't yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah, and in his case, I it, it was, was just, just this past December. It was just crud. No, no, he's had it for quite a while now. Yeah, that sounds like it's a different than 
yeah. the other thing, it seems like it's more internal. That yeah. goes wrong yeah. With them, I mean, right? it, it was just drifting because it couldn't recenter itself. Like you'd yeah. never, it was imperceptible. Like you wouldn't see it, but yeah, and just cleaning it out, it care of it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to be mad at it, but it's also understandable to be incredibly disappointed by it. So, yeah. And who knows what it would have been if it, you know, chip shortages and all that other shit going on too. So, right. Maybe they had bigger plans. Who knows? But, it's also Nintendo, so I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. I did kind of like the whole thing where it's like, it's coming out on the same day as Metroid Dread. It's the first game that'll get to take advantage of it. I'm like, get advantage of what? <laughs> what? The slightly better screen is doing nothing to your game. Jerks. Do you the think dr- you'll the Dread notice will be a way blacker? Let's use both talk at the same time. Uh, <laughs> that was our goal. Notice the difference? Question. I think you would notice the difference playing in handheld. Because if you think about like, you know, if you got a kid who's got a light and you play a light versus it's noticeable. I don't know that the screen because the resolution's not changing, right? Like maybe it'll be a little more vibrant colors, but yeah, I don't know. Probably. I don't think you'll see enough. I don't think you'll notice much. Maybe some of the colors a little bit, but I don't think you'll notice. Maybe. I mean, do you really notice one inch bigger? <laughs> just gonna leave that one hanging uh hanging nice yeah <laughs> yeah depends on who you ask i guess yeah yeah i don't know i mean the vita screen is pretty nice yeah but well, it's not like there was another vita well maybe there well, was no, yeah, one that was the it. complaint was like when they redesigned the vita they didn't they switched away from the oled screen oh, people were okay. like it's not as pretty you gotta get the original one but then sure. like yeah, but I thought part of the problem with the OLED too on the v- original Vita was like that it was a battery hog, but maybe yeah. that wasn't the case. I don't know. And technology's come a long way since then, but yeah, I used to get like some weird black, like spotting or something on the screen sometimes too, which is normal, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's not good. But well, at least you weren't like me, and I got super lucky with the PSP, and I had one pixel get stuck that was like lime green right in the middle of my screen. <laughs> Like a month into owning that thing, I was just pissed. That was back when Those LCDs are, were new enough that they're like, yeah, that's normal. That's normal wear and tear. You can't get a replacement. Yeah. Like, screw you, those, Sony. Those are pretty big pixels on that thing. Yes, they're horrible. <laughs> and I, I spent a long time massaging it because sometimes you can get them to unstick and never did happen. But less less no, less noticeable in a game, more noticeable in like media and menus. But yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Nintendo. Well, I uh, I got no way to segue into this, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. So when we we all I think we all had a good time. We can agree when we had Chris and Dan of the Stone Age Gamer podcast on the show. Um, we went on their show. We went down a bit of a rabbit hole because uh, Dan had recently picked big up rabbit hole. Yeah, picked up this thing called the bidet. Uh, we had questions. We basically dedicated like. 30 minutes to this topic. Um, and then I'm so I, excited for this. I happened to be in Walmart two weeks ago and I walked through the clearance section and there's a whole wall of clearance bidets for $25 down from 50. 
And I was they probably like, went right to the clearance section. They're like, what the hell is this? Throw it in the clearance section. Yeah. So like I took a picture a bunch of foreigners <laughs> threw it on Twitter and I was like, well, damn it, Dan, I feel like I have to do this now. So I did. I bought a bidet. Um, I hooked it up. It was very simple as he instructed like 30 minutes, no mess, no fuss. Uh, did run into a little bit of a problem. Apparently my son's a bad aimer. Uh, and the way that you have to hook this bidet on is you have to take those like plastic bolts out of the back of your seat. You got to pull the seat off, put the bidet down, put the bolts back in. Yeah. Those, those, uh, yellow, those, those plastic bolts look like they were covered in like Mac and cheese sauce. Gross. Oh yeah. And the face that <laughs> oh you just gosh. made Biff, I was like pulling those out and I'm like, bleh, bleh, you know, trying to get them to the sink so I can wash this. Well, I'm not actually, I might make myself throw up right now. <laughs> this, uh, very bleh, sludgy. Ugh, can't do it. Stale piss off these bolts. Stop gagging. Stop like, it. Uh, I'm actually kind of impressed I didn't throw up when I did it. But anyway, that was horrendous. But thank God I got to clean it off. So I guess it was a blessing. <laughs> um, I, I put the whole thing back. This is going to be an audio treat for anyone listening. Why did you do that? This is the worst <laughs> ASMR ever. <laughs> you gonna make it? Griff, you gonna make it? Do you need to? Do we need a minute? Why do you give so much detail? Because <laughs> this quality that? content is what we're here for. I can't do. You know, uh, I gag so much. When you... But yes. <laughs> what? When I what? Why do you gag so much? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We're just lucky you don't have an extra inch. Uh, you'd really be gagging. <laughs> but I think you need to mute so we can get past this. This is sorry. a vicious cycle. I'm so sorry. I'm pretty sure I just made someone throw up in their car. <laughs> anyway, bidet hooked up. Everything's clean. And then I'm like, it just so happened about 30 minutes after getting this thing done. Um, nature called. So I got to use it. And I will, it felt as though someone was taking a cold steak knife and prodding it at my <laughs> beehole. Is oh, about the sensation I got of this. To say it was unpleasant would be an understatement. Uh, I felt very violated and uh, was disturbed. And it, to be honest, hurt quite a bit. Um, and I was like, Dan's full of shit. This isn't like the greatest life improvement necessity thing and i'm like this is ridiculous and then we gave it a few more days i had my wife try it, it comes with a female setting too so you can change it to woman which i guess it's an accurate enough name but anyway so it's supposed to be for tinkles too and stuff and so i just get a text at like two the next day just it hurts like four exclamation points uh so it didn't initially go over well and then i kind of realized that uh, it's got a water pressure thing, but it's like I couldn't ever get it to go past like the first notch, right? Because if you went past the first notch, you were like basically skinning your hide off your ass. Uh, and then I realized like I just had my I just had my water pressure too far. Like I had the I had the gasket too far open, so I was just letting like apparently my water pressure must be too strong for this thing. Like I dialed that back down a little bit, and uh, I mean it's still <laughs> forceful, but I gotta say, it does a good job kind of refreshing especially hot day get like some swamp butt just want to walk out feeling like a squeaky clean person i, I kind of can't knock this thing it does it does the job are you open to questions 
Um, I mean, I guess are we going to do this again? I just, I just have a couple of questions. Okay. We, we kind of have to go there because mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't get into great detail. So when it comes, you want to talk about the piss on the bolts again? <laughs> I can no, get into more uh, detail. <laughs> no, I'm really not interested in that. Okay. Um. So the water, uh-huh. where does it? So you don't. You don't dump on something that's shooting at you, no, right? Oh, yeah, where yeah. Is, so where the, is the position yeah. of this water? And then I think it's a question we had when we did that podcast. But so it works like really well. It's like at the back of the bowl and then it's got a shield over it. Like, so it's just, it looks like this little, like kind of box that's like maybe quarter of an inch, half an inch thick that comes down the back of your seat. And then when you turn the water pressure on, like it like self lowers itself and then sprays you. And then it goes back in that little container thing. And then you've actually got like a self-clean nozzle too. So it can just like run in there and wash itself off. So yeah, so far it stayed fecal matter clean. How many times do you have to use it to get clean? No, it's just like a constant jet. Is it instant? No, you just, no. I mean, it's not like a, I got like, a brown marker situation going it's, back it's, there. It's not like a super soaker where somebody's like spurting it off and on. It's just like a stream. So you turn it on. Just let it like river runs through it. Just spray at that thing. You can wiggle your cheeks around a little if you got to hit a certain spot. And then you just air dry it. I mean, I air dry for a little bit and then I kind of just pad myself down using like, I don't know, less than a tenth of the toilet paper I'd probably use if I hadn't used it. And then you're good to go. So you're finding some savings. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we had the discussion after we dialed that in. I was asking my wife what she thought about it. And then, she pointed out that she would was really looking forward to it for certain times of the month. And then I kind of was like, Ugh. like I hadn't thought what of are that. those times. I don't want to get into that, but like I hadn't considered that, but I guess that Is makes there sense. A special time. I mean, maybe I'm not sure how females work. <laughs> oh, that's confusing. Probably has something to do with that woman setting, but woman setting. Yeah. Hmm. I, it's pretty good. I got to say. And the, the fact that the water is cold, it's uh, uh Ryder doesn't like it, but I think he's also, I think it wasn't working because he's tiny and stuff doesn't line up right. So that probably was not <laughs> so pleasant like for pegging him. Himself. But like, I think my daughter, well, my daughter was like incredibly excited to own this thing and she, she's been using it. I think still, but I don't know. I guess I haven't tallied anyone lately. I've used it a few times. I, and the thing is the water being cold isn't a problem now because it's summer but when it's like 40 below outside and i'm already cold I, you know because the my cold water definitely gets colder obviously uh on its way into my house during the winter so i'm guessing that's not gonna feel as great but it's pretty good that'll I'm, be a, a good 7 a.m wake up yeah you definitely miss it like i if i can if i'm in a position where i'm somewhere and i'm not at home and i can wait to go at home it's preferred i'll say that do i need it wow. no is it candy and works well? Yes. Yes, it does. I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go buy a second one. that you sent me, they were just piled up Oh, there. yeah. Of course. There's so many bidets. We're in the middle of the Midwest. People are like, what the heck is this fight sprinkling from my turlet? Nobody, nobody <laughs> needs this. <laughs> so, my turlet. Yeah, it's cool. Plus, it makes, your, it makes your toilet look like a really cool, like, badass uh, rocket ship. Got, you know, like a whole control bar and everything. Yeah. So interesting. What what is the confusion? 
Everybody looks confused. I just got a thing that says your call ends in five minutes. Yeah, I got that too. If that happens, we'll just restart and just everybody keep yeah. recording. That they must have been added a new thing where you gotta like pay now. Mm-hmm. That's you must, stupid. You must get like an hour. Yeah, for I free. was confused by that too. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. For for anyone listening wondering what that's about, we uh look at each other on Google Meets and uh record natively in uh, audacity, but apparently Google Meetings is now trying to nickel and dime I, us, but I think they assumed that we weren't being productive in this meeting, so yeah, but we're <laughs> knocking out all this stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about bidets. So yeah, this is good. If you find one for twenty five bucks, give it a I'm shot. I'm so curious now. I feel like I should get one. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not like opening up the doors and letting you guys come in and like scrub your asses with my bidets. Uh, so don't get any ideas. But <laughs> would you be open to just let me try it one time? No, but you can drive over to that Moorhead uh, Walmart and just grab one for twenty five bucks. So it'll be All good. Right. There's probably still plenty. I think so. When I go back to get my second one, I'll grab. I'll grab you one. That sound. Well, I'm curious now, so. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, you're the bidet man. <laughs> Have a bidet. Get it? Bad joke. I don't know uh, what you're the fighter of, but. So speaking of shit, you guys see this Resident <laughs> Evil Infinite Darkness series on Netflix? No. Not great. Is it out now? Yeah, I think it oh. came out last week. It popped up in my recommended. I was like, ah, I didn't know they were doing this, so I clicked on it, and then I didn't. And then at first, I didn't realize it was animated. I was assuming it was gonna be live action. It's not, uh, and it's really inconsistent. I wouldn't say it's a bad show. Like if you if you're into Resident Evil, you know you've got some of the iconic characters, but animation is almost like a video game animation where it's very hit or miss like certain cutscenes stuff looks really good others it looks like horse crap from like ps2 and i want to say it's maybe only six episodes and the plot makes about as much sense as any plot makes in anything resident evil ever so it's just kind of a train wreck and then they rush the ending and it's done and you're like all right i mean i guess guess that was a thing not great that's kind of what I'm scared of. They, you know, after Castlevania did pretty well, I feel like they're going all in on video game stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. Just like everything else. Yeah. This doesn't, doesn't ever get near the highs of like that. Like this is, this only ever gets like mediocre. Okay. I have a hard time recommending it. <laughs> I mean, you can get through it in an evening cause it's, you know, only so many episodes, but it's not excellent. By any means. Better than the movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, two is pretty good, right? Like all the callbacks, like the video games, but yeah, this is better than 90% of the movies. So you got Claire and Leon, Leon, Leon works in the secret service, which is, I think is funny. And Claire works in the press now. So they're the two like characters, you know, and it's just kind of like a giant zombie conspiracy post raccoon city. So, okay. Yeah. There's a sub scene that's pretty ridiculous in a submarine. Hmm. Has that ever been in a game Resident mm. Evil game? I want to say, isn't there like that knockoff Resident Evil 2 clone on Saturn that's in a submarine? But I don't know that in an actual oh. mainline one there has been. But yeah, I. It's a tough one to recommend, but it, it 
it's, I guess it's cool that it exists. I, I can't imagine they're doing more of them. I, I, I don't think this will do well. I saw it was like the week it was out, it was already in like top or it was already at the 10th spot for like the trending, you know, you know, something's that new and it's already going to fall off that list. That's not great. Yeah. If Cocomelon is still ahead of you, bad news. Cocomelon? What's this? Oh, that's the, it's, uh, they sing like ABCs and shit like that. It's like, it's all baby stuff. It's on there. It's in I've the top 10. It's in the top 10. Like since it came on there, just does not leave. Cause you know, people just throw it on in front of their kids. Oh no. All right. Google Meetings booted us. Doing this. We're extending it. We're back. Yeah. That's annoying. Why did Google Meetings? Why did you do this? So they must cap it to an hour, huh? Yeah. That's dumb. Or not even an hour, because we well no, yeah, we talked a little bit before we recorded. Minor inconvenience. Yeah. I'm sure you explained what Coco Melon was very accurately throughout that minor. Oh, I sang some there. of the songs. I did a whole bunch of stuff. You missed it. Dang it. Um, but yeah, on the topic of Netflix, I think just a few hours ago, they announced that they were getting into games and they were going to be adding games to Netflix at no additional cost. Sounds oh. like. How do you play that? I'm guessing it's streamed. But I don't know the oh, controller. What device? Yeah, that's what I was right. going to say. Is like, what do you? Are they going to sell a controller? Just a TV remote control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Roku re- does that, but that is not fun on a Roku. No remote. We'll say. No, especially when your voodoo button's the A button. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, I, I mean, I guess they kind of need to do something, right? Because the value proposition of Netflix has been questionable at best for many years now so a lot of competition gotta try something yeah i mean they have to almost reach saturation at some point right you know if anything they're losing because more people are getting into the uh streaming game of that yeah uh, so did they say will it only be stuff that they publish or will it be like existing games and you know i'm not exactly sure I, I mean, I would assume that they would try and get other people in, but this made it sound like they were starting their own division. Huh. Whether or not that's actual game development or if it's just, you know, a business division where they license out stuff. I don't know. Interesting. But. I mean, I guess. Well, they got to compete with that stadium. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's not going to cost anything and it's not going to make my subscription go up. Okay. I don't think that's going to bring people to their platform, though, sadly. No, no. I think if people really wanted a game and have Netflix, they're probably watching Netflix and playing something on their phone. You know, it's kind of part of the deal. I mean, I can't imagine that they have a lot into it. I mean, looking, they got to be looking at Google and Amazon and being like, oh, they kind of suck at this. Seems like Xbox is the only one that's really nailing 
any type of streaming, I guess. But yeah, I mean, they're the only ones that are, in theory are making money off of that. Oh. And I would assume it's a revenue driver at this point, but maybe they're yeah. not quite, but it's got to be. Oh, they got like 18 million subscribers. That's got to be making money. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Um, did you, we, we've chatted a little bit since the last podcast through some texts, but did you end up going to see Fast 9 or F9, Andy? No, okay. we, we were thinking about going to the drive-in that night, but just ended up not. Yeah. So we got to go see that. My family's run up, you know, the last couple of months to get through all the Fast and the Furious movies. Got tickets. We didn't get to see it opening week. Um, two and a half hours. I know a lot of people were excited for that movie still. I Were they? Uh, yeah. It, it's done incredibly well. Like it opened worldwide ahead of release date because the demand was that popular. It's been the highest grossing film. Because they're not competing with anything. <laughs> it's the highest grossing film over all of the COVID stuff. Like it's, it's, it's big. Um, but boy, does that movie stink as far as I'm concerned. Um, way too long for its own good. Uh, they break the fourth wall, like characters, like there's literally an entire conversation between two characters about how, how many times they've done this and nobody ever gets hurt. Like nobody dies. They should all be dead by now. Maybe we're immortal. And like, that's just the conversation they have in the movie and they just go with it. Like, so they admit, like they just openly talk about like the nonsense that none of it makes sense and just kind of, it, it just, it's. If this film is two and a half hours long and it follows this formula of just 30 minutes of the family talking, it'll be like 10 minutes of the shittiest close quarters, like choreographed fighting. That's all like incomprehensible. Then it'll be like 15 minutes of something in a vehicle. And then they start back over with like the boring dialogue. And it's just, it just repeats in that fashion throughout this entire movie. It was just so uninteresting and not funny. And I don't know why, like I, like the the other ones are ridiculous. Like the newer, like the last four have all been ridiculous, but this is so ridiculous to a point that it's just not a thing I, I cared for. The rest of my family seemed to like it. Um, they also ruin Dom's character. Cause you know, Dom is all about the family. And then, you know, in this one you find out he has a brother who he disowned. And then, you know, they start off the movie with everybody showing up, like we got a job and Dom's like, no, nah, I don't do that anymore. It's like, well, this guy's all about family. The whole thing's been based on family, but it's like now nah, only if it's convenient for Dom. Like, so you realize that Dom is like, he's, he's supposed to be the glue, but really he's just a giant prick is kind of what they did to his character. And John Cena huh. cannot act to save his life. He makes Vin Diesel look like freaking Leonardo DiCaprio in this thing. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, they, they take That's... cars into space. That happens. Huh? And they're How they fully latched into again to the whole physics thing of like any speed, hop out of a car. Fine. Any speed height falling. As long as you land on a car, you're fine. And it's to the extreme. Once again, in this movie, it's, I can't, Oh, and then you could tell there was some stuff that they like had to assemble with CG later on, because I'm assuming they ran into production issues coming up against the pandemic. Um, that just look real bad, like real bad CG. I don't know. It's, it's funny that like 
we talk about this far along, like how ridiculous it is, like cars in space, blah, blah, blah. And like in the first one, you're like, that's ridiculous. That's not how nitrous oxide works. Right. You know, right, right. <laughs> it's gotten so much worse with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of like they were on that trajectory to where like, yeah, it's got to get more ridiculous to be bigger than the last one. But now it's just so stupid. And when, when, when you're admitting in your movie with your characters that it's stupid, it's just kind of gone too far. And then bringing Han back was like really not well executed. That wasn't a great story loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian makes an appearance, but not like he's his characters in the movie, but not, well, he's not on screen. So like I, they said, they're going to do 11 of these. I don't know Which how they're Brian? Cause the kid is the Brian too, right? Yeah. The sure. Uh, the dead guy, Brian, Paul okay. Walker, Brian, <laughs> his kids there too. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to lead, I would assume they're going to lead up to this thing rounding out and ending and Paul Walker's character is still mm. alive. So how you wrap that up? I don't know. Just walk away. No, I can't. Just walk I'm, away I'm from too the invested. Yeah. Oh, this is probably, it's not good. I would say this is top three for the worst. I would rather oh, watch this okay. over two, but I might watch Hobbs and Shaw over this. Okay. So. Well, I mean, I guess the good news is either they, probably return back to being good or they make the next one even worse so it's even it's like bad good well yeah that's, you know? a, that's what i'm afraid of is like they're being so rewarded revenue wise that it's just going to it feels like it's just going to encourage this insanity so i don't know and the and another thing i noticed too is like this must have this must have overlapped in their timeline to the exact time that hobbs and shaw was happening because both of those characters are not present in this film so it's interesting. Huh. Well, I suppose they were trying to split them out to be their own thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, still watch it if you're invested in the universe. And I don't mean to poop on anybody who liked it. My family seemed to think it was pretty good, but I just, I don't know. It just didn't, it, the pacing was wrong. The ridiculous was, it was too ridiculous. Because, and here's the other thing, like there's, a, there's an egregious use of electromagnetic technology in this movie so they use yeah, but nobody knows how that works right so, so. but the, here's the thing is like they use electromagnets to like push things away and like suck vehicles in but they're forgetting the fact that the vehicle you're in is also made out of metal and by using it you would be imploding it on <laughs> yourself or exploding it onto the street but nobody seems to think about that they're like no, see that car over there that's 150 feet away? We're going to turn these electromagnetics on and just suck that thing over to us. Not everything else. It's also metal. Except when conveniently they need that to happen, then that does happen. But so stupid. It's just so stupid. <laughs> I can't deal with it. I, I can't tell if I want to see it more or less now. <laughs> I mean, you have to experience it. I just, it was such a letdown. I really thought it was going to be more like, campy goodness and it is more campy goodness but i don't know why it just it just irritated me this time around maybe it's because i didn't get to watch it for free and it was like 60 dollars for my family to get tickets and another 60 dollars for food mm. and i was like this is stupid get to watch on the ultra screen though so you know there's that that's pretty good yeah my my son only had to piss four times throughout this movie so oh wow yeah Great. I spent a lot of time running back and forth to the bathroom. 
Well, that's why you don't like it. You missed the key yeah, plot prob- points of the movie. Yeah, that's probably it. Probably it. You saw another one too? Yes. So we got Paramount Plus and it, A Quiet Place 2 came out and it launched. I don't know if it was day and date with the theater. Must have been close because I think it just got to theaters. So it's on there right away. And I liked the first. A Quiet Place. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's that horror movie where you make noise, big angry animals come eat you and your children. Um, so you have to be quiet all the time. Uh, it was, it's a good like suspense movie. You know, one of those like low budget concept films that like really kind of landed well. And this is sort of the, hey, we got more money now. It's kind of sequel, but it's done well. You can just tell they had a bigger budget because... There's a lot more CG, you know, it was the first one was very much a movie about not knowing what the enemy was or not really having a clear understanding. And in this movie, those things are on screen quite a bit prevalently. Um, but I think the favorite thing about this story is my wife had texted me yesterday that it was available and I wanted to watch it, but she wouldn't watch it last night because she has to watch catfish because God forbid she miss an episode of catfish. I was like, what's that? What? What's catfish? I don't know either. Oh, man. It's catfish is a TV. Sounds like a southern fishing show. Well, it was a movie, and then the guy got picked up to do a TV show for MTV. So it's all about people who are in these online relationships, but the other person is, like, waffling or something's weird. And then usually they find out that they've been, like, talking to not the woman they think they are. It's like a 50-year-old man and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I hate that show. And... She had to watch that, so I was kind of irritated because I was like, well, dang it, I want, to, I want to watch Quiet Place too. So then my wife goes to bed at like nine, and I was just like, screw it. And I watched it without her, and then I texted her this morning and told her, and she was pissed. <laughs> uh, but Quiet Place 2 is very good. Done well. It's bigger. It's got a bigger budget. It's better, but they kept with the, the same tone and, um, yeah, it was really cool. It's a really well-thought-out movie. They didn't do much to really... The first movie did not really explain how they got into the current situation. And this movie does not do much more to make that any clearer, but it's still a good ride. And Jim's back for a little bit, a flashback. Oh, he's, I mean, no, he was the main guy in the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not in a flashback. You've not seen the first movie. He could still have survived in the first movie. No spoilers (laughs) there. I think that's one of the reasons. So, What's that Amazon show that he does? I oh, forget what it is. Yeah. But that Jack Ryan. Such a, yeah. So like it's there's something about it where you just like expect him to look at the camera and smirk or something, yes. you know, just because it's it's just like ingrained after that many years. So I feel bad for the guy because like there's people like me who just can't quite like look at him in the same way, you know? Yeah. And th- these movies are almost a little bit more tolerable because he's got like a beard. But like in that Jack Ryan oh, one, sure. like, no, that's just Jim. Like, when's he, yeah, when's he going to make a joke? Like, when, when's, when are we putting something in Jello? Like, putting a pistol in Jello, <laughs> pulling it out of a drawer. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. He's forever that character, but he is a very good actor. Uh, but it is hard to break that distinction. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's a good movie. Watch it. If, especially if you ponied up for Paramount Plus, because. Paramount Plus, I got because it was like $30 for the first year, but that thing is a horrendous train wreck. There's almost no value in having that outside of, you know, getting this and then Picard. The Picard series is amazing, but I don't know. 
don't get Paramount to watch it. That's for sure. But check it out yeah. when it's available on something else. <sighs> a lot of movie talk. Tri- could we a movie podcast now again? Oh, could be. <clears throat> David Crane's amazing movie team. You know what I almost watched yesterday? What's that? Uh, I picked up the a live action movie of my pet monster. Okay. On VHS, but just didn't have enough time to pop it in. I wanted to see what that was all about, but my pet I bet that's great. Yeah, that would have been a good movie. Probably not. <laughs> was that like a toy line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure if you saw a picture of it, you'd know exactly. It's. I'm the, starting the, to get the. He's got like the buggy eyes, right? Like. Yeah, and like horns yep. and like pink, pink and purple, and yep. yeah. Huh. I had no idea. I suppose that came after the toys to try and help sell them. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Interesting. Where did you find that gem? A thrift store for like 50 cents. Nice. But I sold it, so I had to get out of the house. How much did you get sell it for? Like 25. Wow. Yeah, that's a solid deal. Should have got it graded though. Should have got it graded, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Did you? It's, that's tough selling something like that because you don't even know if it works one hundred percent, right? Because the tape, something could be weird halfway through. Something could have like recorded anything, right? Right, and who knows if the other person's VCR is good either? You know? Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Who knew that people would start collecting VHS again for real money instead of just pennies in the dollar? Weird times, man. These weird times. Yeah. I, so I think in between the podcast that we did last time and this one, the only thing I've played was I went on a camping trip with my son and I, we were going to be backpacking. And so I was like, well, I'll bring something. So we've got something to do with in the evening, you know, when we're sitting around the fire or whatever. And I brought my Ardu boy, um, which I, I don't know if I mentioned that in the podcast, but I bought that Ardu boy and then I, they had the Artie Boy FX chip that came out, like the mod chip. So it it lets you like it comes preloaded with like a hundred and some games. And I got that working, and that actually makes those things like infinitely more fun. And uh yeah, we had a blast. We just spent like 40 minutes just passing around the Artie Boy and like playing weird games. And there's some pretty clever use on there for like two-player games. They like be sharing this like credit card sized console <laughs> and you've each got two buttons to like control like a paddle to play air hockey and stuff um so it becomes just as much about like fighting for control of the device as it does uh playing the game but yeah pretty neat there was like a rudimentary beat em up on there where it was like holiday characters so you could be like uncle sam fighting <laughs> fighting the turkey from thanksgiving and it was it was pretty good and then we just passed it around playing random like arcade D makes and things like that. But that thing is a, a ton of fun. Actually, it was kind of like the perfect use case for it. Holds, That's awesome. holds battery forever and you know, lots of, oh, yeah. lots of choices on there and the screen's backlit too. So <clears throat> perfect. It's the yeah. ultimate camping console. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you guys about that. So like when I was a kid, you know, camping, no games because you're out there in nature, get away from the video games. So, 
is that just a generational thing or is should it be like that i mean i think for the most part it should be like that uh, we've never done it before i never got to do that as a kid i guess i suppose i yeah. maybe had a game boy along but this is just one of those rare cases where i was like yeah it's a father-son like thing like um, that that's something mm-hmm. we both like he'll get a kick out of it because you know he doesn't he wouldn't otherwise really use that so it's kind of worked out i've never been camping but you've seen how it's done I'm on sh- that showing movie. a tear for you i've never experienced it i i don't know how it goes i don't know how well you've seen rv you know how it well goes. i mean that's the greatest recreational vehicle <laughs> movie out there. So I, I kind of have a gist. Do you count people in an RV as campers? They're glampers. What's that mean? It's like fancy camping. Oh, fancy camping. Yeah. I'd, I mean, that, that sounds kind of nice to I me. I don't really think like, I mean, it's still camping, but anytime you've got power and a generator or you're hooked up and you can run an or AC. Or a satellite dish. Yeah, I mean, that's not the same as like a pop-up tent or like even a small camper that's not connected to anything. It's different. Yeah, I've never never experienced the outdoors. Yeah, the nature thing. Like, what, What's that all about? <laughs> it's, it's not for me. I don't, I don't believe so. My kids, I'm going to come across as a jerk. But my kids ask me to take them camping sometimes, and I tell them no. I got three so. tents. I don't go. know how to put one of those up. I've got one that could sleep both of our families comfortably, and you could have a crib for your youngest. Are you offering it's got closets like, that I sleep in a tent with no. you? No, I mean camping can be a bit horrendous with just your own family. I'm not gonna jump into a tent with so other people. So why do you do it? Because I love it. You're outside, nature. It's fun. I'm better off without no, it. Then it's super peaceful. I mean, anything There's you definitely do, times. Yeah, anything you can do with your kids can go sideways in an instant, right? But I don't know. It was super nice. Like it was a beautiful day. It was just an impromptu thing. We just ended up going to a lake, and my kids like, I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I want to go somewhere where we can swim, and I want to be able to fish. And I'm like, well, here's our options, and. Yeah, I got there, got set up, hit the lake, water's beautiful, crystal clear, did some hiking, walked walk down to a dock that nobody was at, and he fished, was splashing around, I sat there and just kind of soaked it all in, and then had a little campfire. You're such a man. Yeah, I'm such a man. Such a man. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think we talked about it before, but listeners may get a kick out of this, but yeah, I I've I've always wanted to in the last couple of years I've really wanted to do like an off the beaten path camping trip and try it with a camping hammock because it's like that's the ideal way to do it. They don't have to carry a bunch of mats and all this crap and you know but you you don't think about the horrendous situation of like trying to find two trees in the right position with not a bunch of crap under them to hang a hammock and then camping hammocks are like forty dollars. My son's too young to be able to like sleep in one by himself without freaking out so. Uh, we ended up doing this trip, me and him, and came, going with the camping hammock. And I had to try and sleep in a camping hammock with my seven-year-old son. And it was exactly about as restful as you'd expect it to be. So it was just... Sounds terrible. It was not ideal. Once he fell asleep and like stopped having the jimmy legs and like kicking me in the balls and stuff, it was fine. But um, yeah, it was, I probably got like four hours of sleep. So it's great. 
but it worked out that we woke up with the sun and then went down and got some early morning fishing in. And thanks to those uh, wonderful Canadian forest fires, that sunrise was just the most terrifying <laughs> blood red uh, Majora's mask, like fear inducing thing I've ever seen. So I, I've never seen the sun look like that in my entire life and a little unnerving. Plus the air quality it was like, that's when that was the first day that I was up there that I noticed like, Oh, it's hazy and that's not clouds. Now the past three days here, it looks like constant like smoke in the air. I don't know. It's can't be good for everybody. No, it's not. I mean, it sucks. Probably worse for Canada, which is on fire, but also <clears throat> we're struggling to breathe down here. So not, not great. Yeah, they, Maybe it's Canada's way of taking the United States out. I mean, the least Canada could do was take some of their illegal weed and throw that into the fire and give us like a contact high. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. We're getting you vaccine. Give us a little buzz. Come on. Uh, when you look at the air report on, on the news, right? again, that's something that they don't give you a lot of information and it says air quality, very unhealthy. Right. So then you're like, well, what does that mean? Do I stay in my house? Do I not go out? <laughs> but they don't give you any more information. It just says very unhealthy. So you're scrolling through like social media. Is anybody saying like, hey, we're dying out here? But, I like that you think that going inside your house changes the quality of the air. <laughs> it's the same inside right. where I'm out. I hate to break it I to did you. change my furnace filter. So <laughs> should be good to go for at least 10 more minutes. So... <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's such a vague yeah vague thing. i mean i i have definitely noticed that like my sinuses like the last couple of days when i wake up or noticeably like i suppose it's like almost an allergy sort of reaction you know it's nope it's not horrible but it's been better yeah i i had a i mean so windows updated and they have it like on your taskbar now it shows the air quality oh yeah uh, yeah indicator. mine did that too and it said hazy when i logged on yeah so like I was inside most of the first day there when it was really bad again. And I looked at that and it just updated. I'm like, oh, it's just says it's really bad. And I wasn't outside to see like, oh, it's smoke or some shit. So I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, I just live somewhere that the air is just always bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I well, it shouldn't know. be the case because you're the most remote of all of us. You should have the best right. air. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think that, you know. Sadly, something could be raging that far, you know, that widespread and that far away from us and still have that impact on on us. So not good. Not good for anybody involved. No. So I do have to share one last thing with you guys. Okay. Is I feel old. And uh my son's birthday was recently he's an old man now himself and he decided that he wanted to do a tactical laser tag and so there's a place in town that does that they essentially have a big warehouse or a medium-sized warehouse with a whole bunch of like partitions and rooms this the and one stuff over by like the that getting place no this one is clear out by the fairgrounds okay. and uh, realized no air conditioning yeah. in that place. Yeah. Uh, they do have some ceiling fans that do nothing. 
And so I found myself, so we broke up in teams, teams of three. And so it's me and a whole bunch of nine-year-olds. And <laughs> the the guy cuts us loose, lights are off, having a blast. I find myself playing very similar to how I play video games, where I just sit back and let the guys kind of run around. And I realized it wasn't a good technique because the kids, they just sprint right up to your face and they're like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then like, you're dead. Like no matter where you're at, by the time that you can get like a shot off, they're already gun to your head and, and you're, you're gone. And so, yeah, I couldn't hang with the kids. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to play just like you guys. So uh, here's running around and like just getting in people's faces and with no air conditioning, I found myself getting really sick and I found myself just sweating out, leaning up against a wall and just picking kids off, trying to pick kids off. <laughs> it was a miserable, miserable slash fun experience mm, i haven't done yeah. laser tag since i've been a kid we used to we grew up with a place that had two stories and so there were like snipers shooting down at you and yeah this was this was a lot of fun but i cannot play like that it's called tactical for a reason hmm. you have you would i'd huddle my team together and i'm like all right here's the deal we're gonna uh, two of you go this way. I'll go this way. We'll meet here. And they're like, okay. And they're like, ready, go. And then they just right. take off running and do. get in everybody's face and starts shooting. But I did make a kid cry. Um, <laughs> and I, I just, it's kind of edited this out of the podcast or no, no, this, this has to stay, but I did make a kid cry and he's kind of a, he's kind of a whiny kid to begin with. And he was mad that I, I killed him while he was reloading. And I did that twice. And I'm like, this is how the game goes. That's just that, that's too dang tactical. bad. You, you didn't reload. And so he was getting angry. And eventually he came up to me just bawling. And he's like, you don't let me reload. And just very sensitive. <laughs> and then kid. you're like, and I, look, boop, right yeah, I looked at him and I was like, you need to suck it up kid. And I sent him back on his way and he didn't talk to me the rest of the night, but <laughs> it was scarring uh, it was one worth youth it. at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really wanted to treat it as uh really treat it as, you know, boot camp. scream, yell at them, make them cry. Yeah. That was a good time. Tactical gaming. Mm -hmm. That's something that we should do as a podcast. Yeah. Be worth it. Do they that. kids against adults? Do they have like a system where like there's a ring that shrinks as you? Ooh, like a Fortnite? No. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite. that would be awesome. Like some kind of laser ring that yeah. encloses. Like, that would be really like sweet. One of those like cat laser pointers and shine at a disco ball, and you just like have to avoid that thing as it's like bouncing lasers <laughs> off of every wall. Yeah, we had. Um, there's a couple of missions that w that we can do, and it's. Um, one is to um, save save a guy. And so they have this dummy with a pack on and he still has the ability to shoot kind of a shotgun, which is like really 
like really wide shot. And so uh, the goal for one team is to protect him and, and guard him and, and try to keep people from getting to him. And the the other team needs to shoot him as many times as possible. And uh, it's just funny. The kids just haul, just run right. Like, you know, again, they run right in everybody's face and you can barely shoot because they're so close <laughs> to each other. And they would just like run up to this dummy and just like put the gun to the chest and just blah, 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 blah until they die. And then the next kid would come <laughs> running up, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it was a funny experience, but nice. I think uh, I think Andy, you're on to something with the Fortnite stuff. So I think they could do it. There's, be, there's got to be a way to do that for sure. I think one of the more interesting things I saw, and this was like a couple of years back now, we went with my nephew to an amusement park <clears throat> for his birthday, and they had like a Mission Impossible type setup there, where they like they take you into this like black room, and then it's got laser grids, which are you know like the security lasers or whatever. Then they'll fill the room with smoke and then everybody starts off as a group the group's got to make it across and like set the buzzer off or whatever so you get like all these my kids and like everybody's just like weaving in and out like trying to get through all these lasers without setting off the alarm and it's pretty cool my the lady was like super impressed because the my two kids my nephew managed to be like the hardest one she's like i can't believe you guys did that like well they're tiny so they probably just like crawled under everything that most people would as you're behind them just <laughs> yeah. walking through every laser and i just watched them well that was the best part was like they had a black light camera in there or like an infrared a night camera or whatever so you're, you're standing out there and you can watch in the like t- tv like your kid just like creeping around looking like idiots i got the music going and everything too it's kind of a cool idea hmm. yeah that's yeah. Way better than anything we had. I mean, those even those laser tag things back then. The technology was not great. Half a, yeah, it was not good. They were heavy too. Remember, you used to have to have like a backpack, and now yeah. it's just like yeah. the gun. <laughs> the gun's got everything you need. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to uh, look for some guns for the backyard or something. You know, just <laughs> set something up for the kids mm-hmm. at night. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, I've got. I think I've got a set of four. So. Yeah, well, we should play it. Yeah, we never actually, we ever never even got to the point where we put batteries in the second set. Cause like, I don't think Jill and I ever want. <laughs> What's the well, point? Yeah, that was the thing is like, they bought, my one kids one got it. View. And who, whoever bought it for them for the gift was thinking like, oh, well, they'll all play it. And, you know, my wife and I were just like, it was one of those things where the kids were begging and the kids were begging. And we're like, here, we'll set two up. You guys go. And then, you know, kids are, they play with something for five seconds, lose interest, and then never got brought back up yeah. again. But I'm fairly certain our other two guns are just still in the box. I'll find them. We'll do some tagging of lasers. Be fun. Yes, that would be that would be fun. So that was my experience. It brought me back as a kid. It was it was definitely fun, but very sore, very sore. Not as sore as that other kid's pride, you monster. <laughs> I feel good about it. I really do. <laughs> These kids need to toughen up. I'm sick of these pansies. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know what I'm sick of? You not wrapping up the podcast. Oh, I'm totally wrapping at it. Totally wrapping it. All right. Well, this was fun, everyone. Tell us your tactical gaming 
experiences if you have any or if you've made any kids cry lately uh, send us an email we'd love to hear from you we can rental podcast at gmail.com make sure you're following us on all of our social media twitter youtube facebook all of those good places you can find all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com as always friends be kind and rewind mac and cheese bolts <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>